Oh, hi there. I didn't see you walk up. It's me, Dave, from the Dave and Steve Show. And as you can see, I'm just here lounging in my pool, my freshly shorn chest glistening in the sunlight. And I was thinking to myself, you know, there really isn't a more American show than the Dave and Steve Show. And then I thought to myself, what better time to prove it to you all than right now? So buckle up. It's about to get American. Hey, I see you've joined me over here by the barbecue. Just cooking up a couple of Larry's steaks that I picked up today for, you know, the missus and I. And it got me to thinking about how this time last year, I was cooking steaks for Steve and Tracy. You see, that day, that 4th of July, a year ago, started off with Tracy wanting me to meet him and Steve at this place called Boom City. It's Tracy's favorite place on earth to buy fireworks, and he was going to show me the true magic of the 4th of July. Well, I got my wires crossed, and I went to some place called Bangtown instead. And as the kids like to say, comedy mayhem ensued. I gotta tell you, I am so excited for him to see this place because he's been kind of down on fireworks a little bit. And I just think if he got to see this, like I wore the hat and everything, I just think this, all the, all the stuff around it, this is like where people celebrate, like just with all their might. If this can't turn him around, nothing will. And I'm really excited for him to see this. Yeah, I, I, I totally believe you. I mean, I'm, I just came here thinking I was just going to judge everybody. But instead, I, I feel kind of like a hypocrite. Like I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to buy some of that. Uh, they, have, they have quarter sticks of dynamite over there. I am going to, I'm going to buy some because I have a stump that needs removing. <laughs> here, come on, grab a handle on this, this wagon. Come with me. All right. Okay. What, one of the places. This is heavy as hell. Just what do you have in here? There's there's iron and there's just if you know what went into it, it's just iron. <laughs> These are made of iron. Okay, I'll, you're, no, you're the doctor. Let's get what, this. Uh, let's get the show on the road. There's a couple places I want to go. One is Pyro Kings, okay. and uh, they have like a lot of little stuff that's pretty fun. And it's one of the places I want to show Dave when he gets here. And uh, then I told you Crazy Eddie's, mm -hmm. and uh, then uh, there's uh, Uncle Joe's Bloody Stump. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder how they got that name. Let's go there first. All right. Okay. Now let's let's see what you got here um, in these in these fancy fireworks. Oh bags. yeah. Oh sure, sure. First of all, just looking at Tracy's here, I'm I, I gotta say I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty pleased with myself because I don't see any of my fireworks matching anything that Tracy bought. I think we managed to buy completely different fireworks, so it should be a good oh. show. But yeah, Your fireworks me, uh, don't smell anything like Tracy's fireworks. No, the, I mean, let me let me dump out the bags here, so I, I get these all out, and then uh, so like this here. I'll just I'll show you guys some of the ones I bought. This one, this this looked really cool. It's called the Blastmaster. It's mm. yeah, it's like the bright pink. See how bright it is, and it, it right. has some kind of motor in it because, mm. it, like, look, I can turn it on here, so it must go really high. This must be some kind of crazy thing. Like, I, Tracy, do you have any with motors in them? No. Um. Did you? Hmm. Yeah. See, like these. Okay. So here's some more. These small little red ones. 
the guy yeah. called him fire in the hole. And when I asked Whoa. how far they would go, he said that the, the safety string assures that they don't go too far. So I'm guessing this is some kind of thing like because, you know, fireworks, they, the wind picks up. They blow over to a neighbor's yard. They catch the yard on fire. You just hold the string and then they can't go far away to where they light other people's property on fire. Like this is I guess this is something new. Yeah, I, listen, that's that's safe and sane. You well, I'm glad you were worried about safety. So I, I've told you guys, I don't I don't know the first thing about fireworks. So I just I had to kind of go by what this gentleman told me. But these are. I mean, there's some really cool stuff in here. Look at this, look at this monster. I figured this gigantic one would be what we'd use to, to close the show. I mean, Tracy, unless wow. you've got something, you know, cooler no. than this, but I, yeah, I highly doubt that's, it. That's pretty huge. The, the guy said that uh, it would make me see and feel things I had never felt before. So it must be like incredibly awesome. It's huge. It's called the explosive, wow. it's called the explosive finish. And it, well, mm. I mean, okay, so right now I can't get it to stand up on the board. It's weird. It's made out of this like rubber. I, I don't know what yeah. this is, but it doesn't seem symmetrical. That's, uh, uh yeah. Okay. It, do you guys, um, do you have any spare fuses? Did you get spare fuses with yours? Cause I don't have fuses on any of these. I have no clue I'm going to light these off because they don't have fuses. I, I'm kind of getting the idea that you kind of, you might have gone to a different. <laughs> Whoops. I turned that one on. See? Yeah. These these yeah. must be the expensive yeah. ones because they've all got these little propulsion motors in them. I, I bet these are the same ones they use at Disneyland. These are like the oh. high end fireworks. These are crazy. I, I so I, I, I think you went to a different place. I don't think. Yeah, I I don't think so. Um, what what was the name of the place you went to, Dave? The same one as you guys. I went to the one Tracy told us to go to. I went to Bang City. Okay, there it is, Tracy. What? There it is. Well, um, so you went to the uh, the big warehouse store on ninety nine. I right? went to I went to Bang City, the fireworks place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tracy and I were at where were we, Tracy? We were at Boom City. Boom yeah. City, Steve. Boom the City. place it's always been called. No, it's a no, no, no. Different no. onomatopoeia. I think, uh, no, no, you guys said Bang City. I'm sure of it. I'm sure. If yep. I go back and look at my text, you said Bang City. Okay, so uh, I'm going to just, let's just, I'm going to pick this this box up of what you bought here, Dave. Now, I'm going to, now I'm going to, grant. granted, it is a very patriotic name, okay? It's uh, it's Paul Revere's Midnight Ride. Okay, I, I, I get it. But this, um, you don't see any fuses because there's no place to light it because it doesn't go in the sky. It goes someplace else. Oh, yeah, no. Dave, 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 you always do this. It's always Boom City. I have been going to Boom City for over 20 years. I never would have called it anything else. It has always been Boom City. I'm almost positive you said Bang City. I'm not. I, I'll, I'll look through my text, but I'm, I'm almost positive. Okay, guys. Look, I got enough fireworks for all of us. We don't have to. We don't have to touch whatever Dave brought anymore. I just here. Let's let's. I'm gonna let me just take this right here, and uh, I'm going to light whatever this is right now. So everybody, okay. stand back. Right. Just, it, uh, it, it, Tracy, is that one of mine or one of yours? Uh, it's it's one of mine, Dave. Oh, it's just right. here. Put well. the uh, welding goggles on here. I, I'm gonna light it off. Get ready to be amazed. Oh yeah, see that's actually pretty cool. That's I, yeah. That's, that's now, pretty now awesome. that's a firework. That right there is what you call a firework. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Dave. Show me no hard feelings. Here, take the punk. You okay. can light the next fuse on this one. Shut up. I gotta, I gotta go take a leak. So, knock yourself out. Uh, light off that red one there. Do you mind if I throw a couple of mine in, too? Uh, just stick with this one. I think you'll be good. Well, I can tell you in the 20 to 30 times I have been back to Bang City since that episode, they still don't sell fireworks. Not one. I'm just here washing my monster truck that's painted in American flags and sharing clips with you from the most American show I can think of, The Dave and Steve Show. You know, the question I get a lot is, Dave, could you be more American? Is it even possible? And while I'm standing here washing my monster truck in my Hulk Hogan t-shirt, I think to myself, I, I can't. I mean, I can't be more American than what I am right now, but I try. And one of the ways I try is by cranking out old school classic rock from my absolutely American Gibson Les Paul guitar. Everybody's a fan of a Gibson Les Paul, except for my cat. Hey, uh, so today was not, now we're going to get into the, our typical stuff. I'm going to talk about poo-poo and things like that. But uh, so, 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 so first of all, and I told you guys this, I sent you a message about this on Facebook. I'm sitting at my desk, and I know people listening to the podcast can't hear this, but directly behind me is a guitar amplifier and a couple of guitars. And I have one guitar in particular that I play. That's kind of my go-to guitar. Anytime I want to goof around, I, that's what I pick up and play. I also have a Les Paul that I have played many times on stage with Steve, but that I don't play quite as much since I have acquired this new guitar. So that one sort of sits off behind a little bit, and I don't I don't play it too often. So at a certain point, I decide, hey, I want to I dust off the Les Paul. I haven't played it in a little while. I get it out. I plug it in. It's a black guitar. Mm -hmm. I put it up on my lap, and I notice that really on the entire guitar, but really down towards the bottom. If you think about a guitar and a guitar stand, the sort of heavy, large part of the guitar sits on the bottom, and then the neck stands upright, and that's how a guitar sits in its little stand that you put it in. It, now I'm holding this thing horizontally on my lap instead of vertically as it sits in the stand, and I can see all these strange marks, splatters on the on the guitar itself. And it is one of those things that was literally breaking my brain where I'm like, I don't it look it looked like if that guitar had been sitting in a stand and somebody threw an egg at it, the egg splattered against the guitar, dribbled down, and then the whole thing dried. I had this like dried crusty liquid all over the guitar. And I'm just thinking, what is this? So, I can't. This is a black varnish because this is a Les Paul Custom, Correct. so it has a black sort of very glassy, glossy. That's right. Finish. So with it being rough and it's very instantly noticeable, without a doubt, thing. especially with the light yeah. hitting it at that angle. Mm -hmm. And I'm right. I cannot process what this is. And so what do I do? Because what do you do anytime you encounter something like this? I gave the old it. sniff test. Yeah, I, I smell oh. it to see. I know, I'm like, I scrape it off. I put it into a sealed bag and send yeah. it off to the lab. No. Like, every, like everybody else no. does. And I immediately know what it is. Immediately I know. there. It's an undeniable odor. It is cat piss. My oh. cat sprayed my guitar at some point. And it's one of those things, listen, I'm in this office every single day. I would think 
because I just smelled the guitar. I can vividly smell what it is. I would think I would notice if a cat had urinated in my office and I suddenly could smell this smell. I don't know if he did it in the night and it dried and then the odor just wasn't pungent enough to where I noticed when I came in. I don't know how long, like I say, that guitar hadn't been played in weeks. I don't know how long it had been sitting there, but at a certain point, apparently my cat decided that he needed to repaint my Les Paul guitar. Now, that is the only Gibson you have, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, I have a Fender. That, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, clearly this is an indication that the cat hates Gibson guitars. I, I guess so. I guess. Yeah. Let me tell you, this cat leads a charmed life. The Both of my kids smother him with affection, love that cat to death. He's never without food. He's never without water. My wife is a complete and utter neat freak. So his litter box, we've had arguments about I feel like she changes the litter box too often because all he has to do is walk by it, not even get in it, and she feels like it's time to change the litter box. So always fresh litter. Cat doesn't want for anything, and yet for some reason, I guess we angered him at some point because he yeah. came into the one room he hardly ever frequents and immediately pissed on my guitar. No, cats are sociopaths. That's, I mean, they just are. Yeah. I mean, so of course they, they look by, oh, that looks nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, and to be fair, I mean, I've been in the same room with your guitars and I have been tempted to pee on one of them. Uh, I, but I mean, I don't because I mean, I'm well adjusted and, but still, I mean, so for the cat, I mean, it's more natural and they're, they have less inhibitions about it. So, so I deal with that. And listen, if you've never owned a guitar, just know that it is a pain in the ass to clean a guitar, even when there's not cat piss all over the guitar. Hey, welcome back. I'm just taking care of a few odds and ends around the house. As you can see, I am burning my giant pile of plastic bottles that I had laying around. That black smoke is a thing of beauty. So we've talked a lot about how American the Dave and Steve show is. We've talked about Tracy and his love of fireworks. We've talked about me and my love of playing rock and roll from a sweet cat piss soaked Les Paul. We've talked about quite a few things. One of the things we haven't talked about is, is Steve American? And that question comes up a lot. I get a lot of people asking me, why is Steve in this country? He seems to not like this country. And I say, wait, Steve is more American than just about anybody on this show, except for maybe Tracy and myself. Otherwise, he is far and away the most American host of the Dave and Steve show. And if you want proof, all you have to do is go back to our festival this year that we threw for our 50th show. Nothing is more American than a good old-fashioned stunt. We had Steve set up to jump his motorcycle through a Ferris wheel, and it was amazing. Of course, now that I think about it a little more, I, I, I think I remember things going just a bit sideways. Hello, Dave and Steve Show fans! Listen, listen, I know things have not gone the way we had all hoped, and I know many of you have spent more than a few minutes spraying fecal matter from your backsides into the pond over there, but I think we have something that you're really going to like. Yeah, it better not be something lame like docking or I swear on my mother I'll kill you. <laughs> of course it's not docking. It's Steve of the Dave and Steve Show perched on that hill way up there. 
He's on a motorcycle and he's about to jump through the Ferris wheel behind you. Steve, if you can hear me, wave to the crowd. He's waving, folks. Show Steve some love. Dave, that's not an enthusiastic wave. I, I think he's trying to call this whole thing off. I think he's trying to wave us off. Yeah, I don't give a he shit. Looks... I, I don't give a shit. He's doing this. Who is ready to see Steve fly? And why is he wearing a singlet? Wow, it's working. They're really getting into this. All right, Steve, rev those engines. Steve, for real, rev the engines, buddy. You're doing this. You're doing this. On the count of three, you're going to jump through the... Stop waving. On the count of three, you're jumping through the Ferris wheel. Here we go. One. One. Two. two three. three. Oh, yeah, here I go again. Wait a minute. Why is the Ferris wheel turning so fast? See, I told you the Farminger was a piece of junk. This is why you always go with the Morgan Ferris wheel. See, Dave, the key is in the bearings. See, they have to be milled in a very specific way to allow the wheel's flange system to grip. Stop, stop, stop. He's going to get killed. That thing will cut him to pieces. Steve, abort, abort. No, he's going way too fast. He'll never stop in time. Wait, he's veering off. He's going to miss the jump. But now he's headed straight for the... Poop pond. Well, my plastic bottle fires is pretty much out. So I think now would be a better time than ever to take a quick break and come right back on the Dave and Steve show. Howdy, folks. This here's Tiny Tex Thompson, owner of Tiny Tex Thompson's Texas Tiny Houses. By now, you've probably heard of this tiny house craze that everyone's been talking about, and you've also no doubt heard that everything is bigger here in Texas. That's why Tiny Tex Thompson's Texas Tiny Houses only carry the biggest tiny houses you'll find on the market today. They're Texas size. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, heck, Tex, I don't want to poop in no compost bucket hanging from the side of a refrigerator. This tiny house life just ain't for me. Well, partner, that's where our Texas-sized tiny houses come in. Don't want to poop in a bucket? Great. Our tiny houses have two to three spacious bathrooms, each with their own functioning toilets, bathtubs, and showers. But Tex, I don't want to sleep in no loft above my kitchen. Me either, buddy. Which is why Texas tiny houses feature master suites that measure close to 300 square feet, and bedrooms for each of your little buckaroos measuring out to just over 150 square feet. You want a two-car garage in your tiny house? Done. You want a large dining room that can host Texas-sized parties at your new tiny house? We got those too. My guarantee to you is that you won't find a bigger tiny house on the market, or my name ain't Tiny Tex Thompson. Excuse me, Mr. Thompson? Why, yes, sir. How can I help you? Well, these aren't tiny houses at all. They're just, well, houses. So come on down to Tiny Tex Thompson's Texas Tiny Houses off of Woodbury Drive north of Highway 99, where the only thing bigger than our tiny houses is the smile you'll leave with on your face. Hey, darling, 
I'm gonna need some help getting this body out of here. Back on this very special All-American episode of the Dave and Steve Show. As you can see, I've set up a few targets over yonder. Uh, that commercial always gets me in the shooting mood. Uh, and I've got a, an arsenal in front of me here. And I'm going to be taking a few practice shots here and just seeing if I can hone my skills on the, old, uh, on the old iron sights, as it were. In the meantime, while I'm doing that, I've got one more clip to show you just how American the Dave and Steve show is, and namely me. You see, when I think of America, I think of the 1980s. I think of hair metal. I think of the music that shaped us as Americans and made us Americans. I'm talking about the cocaine-drenched 80s. Can you drench something in cocaine? It's a powder. I don't know if that works out. The point is this. There is no more American music than 80s hair metal, and there's no bigger expert on 80s hair metal than yours truly. And now, live from the Dave and Steve Show studio in beautiful Burbank, California, it is time for another one of Steve's crazy-ass games! Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dave and Steve Show. I'm Steve Dam. I'm going to be the host and contestant on tonight's game, which we're calling Butt Rock Baccarat. Ooh. Yes, that's right. Butt Rock Makarat. And this is the way it's going to work. Dave Johnson is a guru, a god, the person you come to when you have a question about hair metal from the 80s and first couple of years of the 90s. He is the guy that, that had a website that was devoted to this um, in the late 90s when you couldn't, you couldn't, see a band like Motley Crue or Warrant or Poison. Nobody was holding it. Nope. Grunge was king at that time. And they were contacting him about their new albums to say, hey, make sure you put this out. You know, Faster Pussycats contacting Dave to, to have him ha make sure that somebody knows that they released an album and nobody bought it. I, but I, I, I want you guys to know, I don't mean to name drop right here uh, at the top of the game, but... Uh... Babylon AD reached out to me before anybody else. And that's all I'll no say. Kidding? That's yeah, all no I'll kidding. Yeah, no kidding. I remember that. So, so uh, Babylon 5. So many, he had so many CDs, more that he could listen to. Yeah. And he, was bring, he was bringing <laughs> them over to my house. Yeah. He's like, do you, do you want any of these? Do you want to listen to any of these? I am not kidding when I say that Dave has forgotten more about hair metal, glam rock, butt rock, whatever you call it then most people will know. And that's what makes he, me he nervous just, is my memory is so bad. I'm worried that you're going to build me up like this and I'm going to, I'm not going to get one of these cause I'm going to have forgotten all of this. I, I, I am almost certain that you are going to get most of these and some of them are not that easy. Um, now here's just a little hint um, to make it fair. I made sure that every one of these bands at least charted either in the United States or in, in the UK um, and so they, they, it, it's, these are not deep cuts or anything like that. We're not, you know, cruel, but, um, but they're not super easy. It's not everything that you'll, uh, you'll, you'll expect. So I'm excited to see, um, what happens, but first we have to decide who's going to go first. 
Tracy and I are going to alternate back and forth between um, which one of us is going to give Dave a lyric. Dave's going to take a second and um, go through that vast library of lyrics in his head, and then he's going to spit out the, um, the answer, and we're going to see whether or not he's right or wrong. If the person that asked um, uh, the question, if it ends up that one's right, that person's going to get a point. If he's wrong, the other person's going to get the point. Okay. Got me? Yeah, so who's going right. first? Okay, so we're going to pick a number between 1 and 10. Dave has written down a number already. And Tracy, go ahead and pick a number. Four. Five. Seven. The number is seven. Okay, so, so I will go first. Price is right scoring, I guess you'd go, right? <laughs> I cannot go over bid. Yeah. So, All right. So your first lyric line, Dave, Okay. is we know our dreams can all come true with love that we can share oh my gosh i don't know this one we say read it again we know our dreams can all come true with love that we can share it is from the first verse of a song that hit number five on the u.s charts in 1991 yeah i i mean i i recognize the lyrics but i can't this is going to be hard because it's not you're not singing the lyric also yeah. difficult because a lot of these songs are, are really dumb. Yeah. We know our oh, dreams oh, can all Wait a come minute. True. Wait a minute. It's a firehouse song. Uh, uh, love of a lifetime, firehouse. <laughs> He's correct. He's absolutely correct. Okay. I like how it just keeps seeing the look on his face. He just popped out speech. of his face like diarrhea. Oh okay, I'm glad I'm I, I'm not going over now, so I'm I'm glad. I'm, okay, I'm, all right. So that's a point. That's a point for me. It was Firehouse, Love of a Lifetime, 1991, number five in the U.S. charts. So I score one. It's your turn, Tracy. Uh, here's uh, here's this one, Dave. Never thought our love would last for so long. Time and time again, I thought that you, would, thought be that you would be gone. Uh, still, you kept on hanging on. Uh, it's docking. Uh, still belongs to me. <laughs> Should have read it all before. I love's worth waiting for. Don't you know that it's all love? Uh, Burning like a flame by Dokken. Sorry, it took me a while to sing to get to that one because I don't, I didn't know the the chorus. But yeah, Burning like a flame by Dokken. Yep, that's uh, 19, 1989, uh, charted number twenty on the Billboard uh, uh, charts. That's Dokken, Burning like a flame. Never thought our love would last. So long. Time and time and again, I thought that you would be gone. Still, we kept on well hanging on. That's a point for me. Okay, we were going to go in order, but Tracy's going <laughs> to just jump around. <laughs> you 
he's definitely going to get this one. Um, <clears throat> okay, next one. She's just a sweet little thing, but I like the way she dances. Oh, no, this one's way too short. She's just a sweet little thing, but I like the way she dances. It's too short for me to, to hook into this one. I, I think I know stanza. who the song's about, though. It's the second stanza of the first verse before the chorus, and it is, <clears throat> it is from 1990, charted in the UK Billboard Top 40. Uh oh. Uh was this London London Choir Boys? Seven o'clock? <laughs> it was <laughs> it's seven o'clock. Time for a sloppy joe. That was right. a that was a that one is that's an obscure that was a short lyric and that's not a well-known band, so that one was tough. Holy cow. <laughs> that was awesome. Okay, so um, we may need a tiebreaker. So, uh, <laughs> London Choir Boys, seven o'clock. All right, Tracy. Um, you're next, baby. All right, here's the next one. I said, please excuse me. I didn't catch your name. I said, please excuse me. I didn't catch your name. I said, please excuse me. I can I can hear it being said, but I don't know. This one, give me some, like, Steve gave me, like, year and all that. Help me out here. This was from 1988. It charted number 19 on the Billboard mainstream chart. I said, please excuse I don't know this. This one is, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to dig this one out. I really don't. Someone give me a countdown, because I don't think I'm going to dig this out. Okay, call it. What is it? Uh, the song is... Winger 17. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, I wasn't I wasn't believe it or not, I wasn't a massive winger fan. I felt I felt um, like they were actually your it's actually to your benefit, uh, you know, to it, whatever. It's good that you okay. don't know that. Sorry, Tracy, yeah. I let you down on that one. Okay. So <laughs> point to me, I guess. Yeah. Um <laughs> so that was winger. 17. All right. Um, for my next, for my next lyric, it goes like this. Midnight and I'm ready to move. Don't Midnight need a reason. I got the groove. Ready to move. Don't need no reason. I got the groove. My body's burning. That's LA Guns. Uh, burning hot. I'm gonna have to sing this one again. Hang on. <laughs> I'm never gonna get enough. Don't need no reason. I got the cue. My motor's running and I'm coming after you. 
Rip and tear. LA Guns. <laughs> I love this game. This game is awesome. Rip, rip, rip and tear by LA Guns. <sighs> LA Guns, Rip and Tear, 1989, number 47 on Billboard. All you. All right. This is so hard too because you guys are you're doing the right thing. You're reading these lyrics in a monotone fashion, but it just man, it messes with my brain. Go ahead. It, it, yeah. This does, is so. so bad you've only missed one. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember my daughter's middle name, and yet I somehow chamber all this. I don't know how it works. <laughs> okay. It's the moonlight that controls my mind. Now, I've got the power to speak. Yeah. I'll wait from dusk till dawn. Uh, this is Up All Night by Slaughter. Well done. <laughs> Jeez, this is, uh, Up All Night by Slaughter. 1990 reached number 27 on the Billboard Hot 100. He's definitely, he's going to get this. I'm pretty sure he's going to get this one. This, now I'm like, God, I just, these, these are too easy. I told Tracy, if he gets all these, it's going to be nothing but Husker do, Keel, and Heel. That's what it's going to be. We're going to have to revisit this so that we can definitely stump him. Here's your next lyric. She wore high heels and a little black lace. I knew her body, but I couldn't see her face. I'm laughing, I'm laughing just at you reading this, but I don't know if I know this one. Uh, I kind of wondered about this one. I, I, this one isn't, I mean, this one isn't even like, even with the winger one, that was, that was scratching a little something. This one is not. Well, it was number 97 on Billboard. <laughs> In 1989, I will tell you that it, I I I fire this song up a lot, and I listen to it because I like it. And it's one of the only. Okay. No, I I don't have this one, so you might as well reveal it. You I'm tell not, your wife that it reminds. I'm you not. Of her, <laughs> yeah. Don't you, Steve? I'm not snagging this one. Go ahead. Go ahead. What is this? Okay. Um, this song is "Let's Put the X in Sex" by Kiss, 1989. Number 97 on Billboard. Yeah. Crazy Nights. Crazy Nights. No, it was from their greatest hits. It was from their smashes, trashes, and hits. This oh, was like the, the yeah, new song yeah. added on to their greatest hits album. So How at least crazy is that? I thought it was off the Crazy Nights album. No. Because it they had a they had a video for it and everything. Steve, smashes, are you questioning me? Yeah. I am not. Good lord, I would not do that to you. Bruce Kulick replaying all the songs that Ace Fraley didn't know how to play anymore. Uh, 
Let's put the X and Sex as a song by the American rock band Kiss from their 1988 greatest hits album, Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits. The song is the first album's is the album's first track and was released as its lead single. And it rose to 97. On the <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a that was a tough a one. Bullet. I mean, I, that's a fully legitimate. Like I should have known that. Probably, I don't listen. It's not, it's not that I should have known that. I'm just saying with, with my dumb knowledge, I probably should have known that, and well, I didn't. You so. absolutely proved it by by fighting me on what album it was on <laughs> and being absolutely correct. So totally. If London, if London Choir Boys has restored your legitimacy for me uh, <laughs> because I was like, I had to go look that up. So Yeah. All right. Are we ready for the next one? I think so. You were sneaking round with a stranger girl these rumors are driving me mad i it's sad that i know this this is danger danger bang bang oh absolutely yeah this is this is 89 reached number 46 on the billboard charts I know we have some young people listening right now, so make no mistake. The band's name was Danger Danger, and the name of the song, which was their second single, was Bang Bang, which followed their first single, Naughty Naughty. Naughty Naughty was the one I was looking up, but it didn't chart, so I I didn't... So I didn't include it, but I'm like, wow, this is really stupid. And then I immediately, I'm like, I wonder if all their songs are the same word twice because that is ridiculous but it's a great gimmick danger danger released naughty naughty and followed it with bang bang and that was the 80s folks <laughs> um okay um good one <clears throat> okay this is another short lyric but i think you'll get it because it did reach number one on the billboard Stand up, little girl. A broken heart can't be that bad. When it's through, it's through. Fate will twist up both of you. Come on, baby. Come on over. Let me be the one to show you. To Be With You by Mr. Big. That's 1992 number one billboard hit. That Mr. was, Big. I mean, that was a that was a massive hit at the time. So. Stand up, little girl. Broken heart can't be that bad when it's through, it's through. Fake the twist of both of you. So come on, baby, come on over. Let me be the one to show you. Uh, I, I, I was like, Mr. Big, yeah, okay, Mr. Big. But yeah, you're right. It really, it really was. Yeah. <laughs> All right. One, I think this one's going to present a challenge for Dave. Uh, I, I think this, this could, so this, uh, so let me, uh, let me go ahead and try this. Uh, bound up, can't sleep, can't do anything right. Little honey. Oh, bound up, can't I sleep, can't do anything. Unless I set my eyes on you. I'll tell you the truth. Dancing like a flame on a snow den, baby. Come on, that's Firewoman by the Cult. That's a rad song. <laughs> that is, that's a killer song. That one I'll play to this day. A lot of these songs I don't listen to anymore. I just have them burned into the nether regions of my brain. That is a song I will play all day. 
So are we are we tied? I don't. I no, <laughs> hey, no, listen, I'm I'm competing here. Someone should be keeping score. You took a point from me. Oh well, yeah, but you took a point from me. Yeah, I missed one for each of you. So we're gonna need a tiebreaker from Steve. Steve, uh, how are we doing this? I have I have a tiebreaker selected, um, and I can't tell you the year because I I pulled this uh, directly out of my ass. So uh, I did that, and my ass doesn't keep time. Um, I mean, my ass keeps time. Ask ask anybody I play drums for, my ass keeps time. But uh, but here's um, uh, here is the first stanza of the verse um, of uh, of a song that you have to. Okay. Okay. I can't believe I could have been so blind, but love is strange. Love is strange. I saw the writing for a long, long time, but the truth remains. Yeah, that's Edge of a Broken Heart by Vixen. <laughs> wow. Steve, I think you just Reach, won the game. Number 26 on the charts. Um, Maybe I'm wrong. See, this is where I think I'm wrong. I'm not even going to say it now. I'll look it up after the show. If I'm right, I'll, I'll mention it next week, what I was going to say about that song, about that specific song. So, You know what I noticed? I did a, I did a lot of work on this because there, there were a bunch that didn't make the cut because they either didn't, um, they either di- didn't chart or the song that I wanted to use didn't happen to chart, but it was a hit for some reason. Right. Um, Oh God! What was what was the one that I was really surprised didn't chart? I can't remember. But um, 1989 was a huge year for hair metal. Yeah, 1989 jammed every Billboard hit was a hair metal song. Absolutely, in 1989, I don't think there was. I don't even think there was a country music hit. I think every one of them was hair metal. Well, and I think that was the year. I mean, I think you're absolutely right, and I think that's the year that that did them in, did hair metal bands in, because it was so saturated at that point, and you could not get away from it, and it was just. I mean, it was ridiculous. So I think that's. You're right. I think that's exactly. So, I was right. What I was going to say is right. I managed to look it up in the meantime. Not that anybody's going to know this name much better than a name like Vixen, but Richard Marks wrote Edge of a Broken Heart, that song. I, I knew that, oh. um, but, uh, but I bet you couldn't find a bottle of Aquanet anywhere. Yeah. Like in 1989. That's what I mean. Yep. I mean. And you had, you a- had, it was right around the time that all the, you know, all the bands like Warrant and all those different bands, Cinderella and everything were all so 
you couldn't get away from them. And I think that's why the following, like by two years later, you didn't hear from any of those bands anymore because people yeah, were yeah, so was, sick uh, of it. It was really, yeah. I had, uh, I had tried to escape that early because I saw the writing on the wall and it got too cheesy. Like it had turned a corner where yeah. it wasn't what it, it wasn't what it was. Hang on, and Tracy. So... I, t- I take umbrage with that. What about Danger Danger releasing Naughty Naughty followed by uh, Bang Bang is cheesy to you? Well, I need to think about that. Maybe, maybe I was too rash. Yeah. And uh, so, give me a week. To, okay. And then, if I if I have a rebuttal um, or some additional commentary, but uh, maybe I was a little too. No, I was I was right. You know, I was right. Yeah. Nelson and Trickster. Yeah. And I mean, there were, there were a lot of there were a lot of. I mean, there's a ton to mine from this, and I have a feeling that he's gonna know ninety percent of them if if I use that same. Um, standard of had to be billboard, yeah, had to be, yeah, so before 92. Holy cow! I mean, there were some real, yeah, all right. Was, well, wow. hey, I appreciate you guys putting the, the game together, Tracy. Sorry, I didn't pull out the win for you, Steve. Congratulations on winning. There you have it, folks. We are wrapping up a very special all American Dave and Steve show, proving that without a doubt, we are the most American show. In America. And I stand behind that claim. I think the proof is in this episode. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to take this uh, case of Ham's beer that I have. I'm going to lay back on the old recliner here. And I'm going to do what any good American does. I'm going to drink until I black out. So for Tracy, for Steve, and for me, the All-American Dave, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Dave and Steve Show. <laughs>